What's going on, everybody? It's Bob's Three Toed Warriors. We're going to talk about wide receivers. We're going to help you win your league with some wide receivers. That show is going to start right. All right, it's Bob's Three Toed Warriors with Word on the Streets, Season 1, Episode 31, live stream number five. Just getting all kinds of weird numbers in there. Why not? Uh, we're talking wide receivers. I know, right? Add up, do the math. Uh, Detroit BC is on the show with me today. He is taking back his crown for, for number one uh, guest appearances on the show. Detroit BC, welcome back, sir. How you doing? And let everybody know where you can be found. I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Always great to meet new people like the man below me in Buffalo. Antonio's nice to meet you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit BC. All my content is exclusively at uh, DFS cheat sheet every day, every morning. Hockey DFS article followed by a baseball uh, DFS article and or video. So you guys know, I mean, I don't need yeah. a hammer at home. Lots, lots of good content. Follow the man if you want some good content. If you love playing DFS, definitely a great follow. Antonio, how you doing down there? I'm doing great, fellas. I'm doing great. Happy hump day. There we go. Hump day. All, All right. right. Tell everybody where you can be found and, uh, and what you got going on. So, yeah, Antonio Denisi FF on Twitter. That's D-O-N-I-S-I. -S -I. Uh, I'm on the Dynasty Mafia podcast with my brother, Eric, and uh, one of my good buddies, Keenan Jimajic. So we started that back in April, uh, just putting a lot of good stuff out uh, on episode nine coming up soon. Excited to meet people just like you. Um, exactly. Like, you know, what BC said. So just ready to go, man. You're excited. Sure. You're sure? You're sure you want to make that say you're excited for him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am uh, I am Bob's Three-Toed Warriors. And as uh, I-80 Sports says here, Bob number two, that's the other Bob. Bob he was too. on a show recently. Uh, not Bob number two. That make me shit. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bob's Three Toad, on Face, uh, <laughs> YouTube at Bob's Three Toad Warriors, Facebook, Word on the Streets, Fantasy Football Podcast. So shows are currently coming out Mondays and Thursdays, live streams on Wednesdays, and the replay of the live stream is on Saturdays. So let's not waste any more time with that fun stuff. Everybody, make sure you're following uh, my guests. Make sure you're subscribing to the show, hitting the notification bell so you can find out when the new stuff's going. Detroit BC is pointing and navigating there for you. It's everywhere. Don't hesitate to uh, put your comments in, in here. And I, I love listening to them during the show. Uh, listening to them, I should say reading them during the show. And then you guys can listen to them. And, uh, and let's do this. So we're trying to help you guys find wide receivers in your draft that can help you win the draft, not overreach for players. And uh, which, you know, some of my, uh, my ratings here might be an overreach might, and uh, not miss your guy by taking him too late. So um, I did the wide receiver preview part one, and that show comes out tomorrow, Thursday. So for those of you watching right now, you're like, wait, how are you doing show one before show two, but two before one's coming out first? That's because the replay comes out on Saturday. So if you're listening on the podcast, you'll be able to hear it in order. So here we go. Uh, I did one through 12, I believe, on the uh, first show. We're going to start with number 13. That's DJ Chark, and I have him. Here's what I have. I got Cooper Cup. I got Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, then DJ Chark, DJ Moore, Mike Evans. That's kind of the uh, 10 through 15 gap right there. So DJ Chark at 13, guys. Uh, above DJ Moore. I think that's probably uh, a little crazy talk for a lot of people, but uh, how are you guys feeling there? And he's only separated by a uh, point. Two six. So what's well, that? Uh, in the catch, not even. In the last few months, I've what I've found, what I've gathered in my uh, not so expertise opinion, people are either love DJ Shark or they hate him. They're sure. they're all they're all in on him or they're completely fading him. And to be honest, I found nobody who's in between until I asked myself and I, I'm kind of indifferent to the whole thing. I, I'm in between. Would I rather have the next guy on your list, DJ Moore over Shark? Yes, but depending on the on the situation I'm put in on on let's say draft day or, sure. or in a trade, you know, uh because I don't want to spoil what we have for for more, but I have I don't want to say considerably more targets, but I have a good 10, 15 more targets uh for more than shark, but that normally, you know, if anybody's played uh, fantasy football long enough, or you you guys have crunched numbers and, and did broadcasts like the three of us have done, you know, targets really don't mean much. It's what you do with them. So a guy could have 150 targets, but only catch 
70 of them, which would be horrible. But what does he do with those 70 catches? So what's DJ Shark going to do with his, you know, as I have it predicted, about 70 catches? What is he going to do with, you know, his 120 targets and his 70 catches? He's going to put up more yards. Is he going to put up more touchdowns? We don't know. We can only, you know, guess and give our opinion. So I'm a, I'm a DJ Shark guy. Let's say I'll just, I'll, I'll put it out there right now. I'm coming out. Uh, I'm no longer indifferent on him. I'm a DJ Shark guy. How you sitting over there, Antonio? Yeah, I'm sitting pretty similar to how BC was. I, like he said, there, there's no one way or another until, you know, he kind of dived into it. I'll, I'll take that pretty similar approach because I, I didn't realize he had almost 120 targets when I was looking at it. I know that he was loved by Minshew. I know that he did, you know, really good things, but he never really had – I guess more the very explosive game besides uh, what was it? The first couple of weeks where he had over 140 yards and 160 yards. So after that, he kind of got a little quiet and they bring in LaVisca Chenault. They bring in Tyler Eifert. They bring in Jay Gruden as an offensive coordinator. I think they're going to give Minshew the rock. I think they're going to let him do his thing. Shark's going to get a little more targets. Uh, I think Chenault's going to come in and do really well in the short yardage game where Minshew likes to be. And um, yeah, I think they're going to get, you know, that four or five win range and just be able to, Maintain and chase. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. So what I'm thinking here is that, and uh, and then the boy is 22, trying to trying to sneak his way onto the show since see, he's not in the show today. <laughs> see, every everything he says right now, it's like if I feel like it's it's disingenuous, it's out of spite, <laughs> right? So Kevin, oh uh, harsh, harsh. I, I Sorry, Kevin, he's picking have, on you. Hi, Kevin's great. great hey, good, good to good to see you in the comments. But uh, he. He shared our, you know, he was very nice and he shared that we were coming on and I I, I, I was going to reply and say I, I, what I just said. I feel like everything <laughs> is coming out of a place of, of uh, not so genuine. But uh, I figured that little war was coming. All right. So Kevin quick, knows it's all love. <laughs> it is all love. Let's get back to uh, DJ Chuck here. I got him down for 124 targets, which is only six more than, than last exactly. season. Uh, and, and he missed the game last season. So you get one more game back. Boom. There's your six targets. You're solid. Uh, 1,097 yards, only 80, 79 more than last year. And again, giving that game back, you're in eight touchdowns, the same as last year. So about the same finish as he had last year. Um, and in that you finished wide receiver 16 and you can get him about a good round, probably later than DJ Moore, at least a half round later than DJ Moore. And that's where the, the value comes into me. Give me the guy that everybody's not hyping up nearly as hard, but can still get you a good workload. And uh, and and I think his result that I have him slated up for is pretty reasonable. So let's talk about the guy that I think most people will say I don't have reasonable. And I know you have a hard stop coming up here shortly where you're going to have to run on us, uh, Detroit Beastie. So uh, before we go into DJ Moore, do you have a certain player that you hated where I ranked? Uh, looking down at your list, I mean, I, as before we went live, <clears throat> we were, we were chatting a little bit, hamming it up. And I, I, I came to a realization that no matter how much work that we do, no matter how much, how many numbers we crunch, uh -huh. there's always something else to learn. There's always numbers that are going to pop out to you. And sometimes it's, it's the most simple numbers. And there were some guys, like I, I told you, Gallup, I had no idea he had 115 targets last season. I thought he was like a... Uh, not a nobody, but he was just a wide receiver three or sure. four in terms of rankings. But with 115 targets, you know, you can do major damage with that. Uh, I don't like where you games. have I don't like where you have Diggs sitting, you know, at 23 and uh, that, too high or too low. Uh, too high. I, I don't like him in that spot. I would prefer him maybe in the late 20s. So we're we're not talking like a huge uh, gap in in rankings but sure. i would say late late 20s even early 30s because looking at the the list that you sent me ahead of time uh i i could probably count on you know both of my hands guys that i would i would prefer over him but other than that it looks good and again hey who am i to judge anybody else's rankings you know i <laughs> I, I i've long said that I, I i'm here to you know to support and uh you know you know, talk to people about this stuff. I, I'm nobody special, so who am I to put down your ranking to? Uh, you, that, that's, you, that's what this is all about. It's about tearing them down, beating them up if yeah. we need to, um, and, and just trying to get the, the people who are drafting soon comfortable with their drafts and looking for player values. So here's a little love on, on Diggs. Now, granted, he ended up on in some damn place called Buffalo. I don't know if any but Buffalo fans are on this show. Oh, wait. Yeah. There's one right there. So I'm sure you'll have some input on this. But Diggs last two years, 
148 targets, 102 receptions, 94 targets, 63 receptions, um, just over 1,000 yards and 11, just over 1,100 yards the last two years. Uh, in the touchdown realm, that's where it really popped in there. Uh, nine touchdowns two years ago, six last year. So that's, that's what he's done historically. I have him for 102 targets, 68 receptions, and only 1,000 yards with eight TDs. So I'm a little, I'm a little bit hyper. The, you should probably only have about six TDs on that many uh, receptions, but I got him for eight. John Brown, I got for the same 102 targets, but his catch percentage tends to be a little lower. So 59 receptions, and that's because he's more the deep threat. Only uh, 873 yards on that with six TDs. Yeah. So, all right, I, Buffalo. Oh, go ahead. No, real quick. No, well, go ahead, Antonio. I don't want to uh, steal the show and give it. Give my. Uh, I can go after you because I was going to tell you who uh, you know my my stats and what I have in projection. Yeah, go. For, no, 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 you go for it. Well, it, it's nothing crazy. I I don't have him over a hundred targets. I don't have him over a thousand yards. I don't have him more than five touchdowns. Maybe five is his ceiling this season in terms of touchdowns. So uh, it's, it's not grim by any means, but he's just someone I don't, I don't want to draft at his his current price, which I know is a, it's a buzzword. It's a buzz term. And, you know, it it could be considered lazy to some people, but you know, you, you look at Buffalo, right, Antonio and, and and Josh Allen is, uh, is fantastic. I love the guy. I own him in a super flex, but he's not, as it stands now, he's not the most accurate guy. So, uh, so again, a, a guy could get a lot of targets. It's what you do with them. But if you get a lot of targets, and your quarterback isn't, you know, spot on, you know, putting the putting the ball in a in a basket from 50 yards away. So uh, again, love him or hate him, I, I'm indifferent to the whole thing. Not Where you me. sitting with him? So I think th- those are definitely some valid points, but that's that's the Josh Allen of 2019. I think the Josh Allen of 2020 is going to be a quarterback that's going to have a lower average average depth of target. They bring Stephon Diggs in. He's never had someone like that. You bring in an older John Brown who has the best season of his career. You bring Cole Beasley in who has his highest career receptions. You know, I think he did really well. Dawson Knox had 500 yards. Not many rookie tight ends can do that. And he did all of this with a 50, you know, 4% accuracy, something along the lines. And Buffalo was one of the top teams in drops. Let's, you know, analyze that one. Dawson Knox had 10 himself. So he would have been near 60%, you know, if Dawson Knox didn't have those 10 plus a few other guys. But to get to Diggs here real quick. He's one of the only players that could ever have 10 yards a catch per season and then over 13 yards per catch a season and get over 100 yards or 100 catches and then, you know, get only 60 catches. It's amazing how good he is with what he can do. He's amazing with the route tree. And I think Josh Allen is going to, I think they're going to throw him the ball. They gave him a first round pick over to Minnesota Plus for a reason. I, yeah. I have him for 133 targets. I have 94 catches. I have a career high in 1,190 yards. This isn't a Buffalo thing. This isn't a Homer thing. I know it's going to look like that, but they got him for a reason. I don't. I only have John Brown for 93 targets. I have Cole Beasley dropping down to 80. I, I think that uh, uh, Josh Allen's going to get unleashed, and they're going to be throwing some more uh, some more balls. So yeah, real he's, quick, he's an absolute talented player. So. Real quick, if I may, Bob, I just want to ask and uh, yeah. Antonio. So, how many? Uh, this is a, not a dig. It's not coming from a place of uh, of nastiness. How many games, off the top of your head, do you project that Diggs is going to play in this season? So, I always project sixteen. Um, mm-hmm. I don't play. I don't project for injury. There's definitely the chance yeah. in that pass that he he certainly could. He's never played sixteen games his whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely, if you put your chips on that, you're probably on a good side to, to say, Hey, he won't. Um, I'd like to say at least 14 though. And if he can get 14, he's close to a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did forget to mention he's never been the number one threat in the red zone any season that he's played. He's always had somebody better, um, or just not had that attention or they're on a run first team. He's got that now. And that's, you know, a little less accurate. I know we can say, but he's got mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I know. I, I completely respect it, you know, and it's uh, I, I hopefully I'm not the first person that said this, but your projections for digs are really ambitious. But I respect that because that's that's what we're here to do. You know, sure. you like you like a guy and you run with it. So uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and one last thing, if you don't yeah. mind real quick, just because this will tune in some other players. There's only been four teams in the last five years to throw under 450 attempts. It's been the Seahawks, the Vikings, and Tennessee Titans twice, and these are all in the last two years. So nobody throws under 450 attempts. So if Josh Allen's throwing 100 more than Kirk Cousins does, 
you can you can expect Diggs is going to get at least 20 or 30 more than his 94. And I'll end on that. All right. All right. I like it. Let's uh, let's change gears a little bit and let's go to the guy that many people would say, James, what the hell are you doing? Why are you so low on everybody's hype train this year? That's what I'm calling the Dan guy who I did draft last night in my draft. So whatever. The price is right. I took I took two running backs early. I wanted a wide receiver. So here we go. Here we are. I took DJ Moore uh, in my third round. It was a keeper league, so that's the equivalent of a fourth round in a regular league. And uh, and I was happy with that. You know, pair him up with Galladay, who was my keeper, and, and that's a nice start for me with two running backs. So I liked it. Um, so DJ Moore, I have him as my wide receiver third fourteen. And uh, for, I got to sort this back by wide receivers, for I call it the rest of the world or uh, the professionals out there on uh, fantasy pros, I guess, and half PPR. And these are half PPR stats for those who are looking. Hopefully I didn't mess up anybody there. I think I said that. Um, DJ Moore is number 11. So not terribly low on him. Three spots, three spots low on him. Um what do we think about DJ Moore here at number 14? You, you want him higher than that? You want him sooner? And before you answer that question, while you're while you're thinking about your answer, uh, J-Quad said, hey, fellas, J-Quad, if you're still watching, back at you, buddy. Thanks for watching the show. And uh, I, Joshua Anderson, like me? This I, is, <laughs> so real, real quick, uh, if I may, Bob. Consistent. There we go. Real quick, if I may, Bob, I know uh, – Josh, Josh Anderson. Uh, okay. we, were, we were chatting earlier. He was asking for some advice. Uh, I sent him a screenshot of your rankings and, you know, my list of my notes. So we were going back and forth. Yeah. I said, if you're not busy tonight, tune in. We'll say hi. So, Josh, thanks for tuning in uh, and look forward, to, look forward to many more uh, conversations because, uh, not to get sidetracked, but he's just starting out in terms of wanting to write and and do rankings and projections so that a lot of our conversation was, oh, okay well hey chris how do you he, anybody was asking some really good questions not not your basic well how, it, you know digs well you, if you think he's got you know it was like some legitimate questions because he's trying to learn and do his own rankings and projections so i, I look forward to uh chatting with him more and, and maybe in the future we can do a collab or, or something josh so thanks for tuning in my friend look at that connections that's the fun thing with uh, fantasy twitter man it's yeah. a great place to meet people, and that's that's how we got a how we're all on the show right now. So absolutely, all right. Absolutely. So let's uh, slide back over to DJ Moore and uh, your th you guys' thoughts on DJ Moore. Go ahead, Antonio. I, I've kind of gone first every time. I feel like a jerk about it. So oh no, man, you don't worry. You, you know you got other things to go on to later. Don't worry, man. You grinding. Um, yeah, I'll take it though. DJ Moore for me, my wide receiver six. So I definitely <laughs> want him higher. So <laughs> choked on my unofficial sponsor, Mr. Jim Beam. Jeez. That's beautiful, man. Don't worry. No, I understand it though. I mean, he averaged almost 10 targets a game with the, you know, one of the worst passers in the league of Kyle sure. Allen. Sure. He was so bad, man. And he still was able to get almost 1200 yards. The problem is why he finished, you know, at 16 was four touchdowns. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. he's, he's the guy that really does it between the 20s, and he's going to get you a, a lot of catches, and that's why half PPR, you know, he does well for me. But uh, I think he's at least going to up those touchdowns from four. Uh, you have Bridgewater coming in, obviously. You have uh, Joe Brady coming in from that fa fantastic LSU uh, offense last season. Bridgewater's an upgrade. There's no doubt about it. He's going to throw the ball to DJ Moore a lot and treat him like Michael Thomas. And speaking of, when he was in for Drew Brees for New Orleans, Michael Thomas's pace, it didn't change. <laughs> His targets were the same. His yards was the same. Uh, so I think that's what he's going to do is transition that over to DJ Moore. Uh, I think he's going to get pretty close to almost 160 targets. He's in line for 100 catches. He averages over 13 yards a catch. So, you know, 1,300 yards and six touchdowns, that gets my wide receiver six. Okay. Uh, give, me, give me those last stats again real quick. He's got uh, So I have him for 158 targets. Okay. I, have him for, I have him for 104 catches, 1,340 yards and six touchdowns. All right. I got him for 136.87, almost 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. So I'm just lacking on, on the receptions, and I think that's because I have uh, Robbie Anderson getting probably a little too much work because I got some some deep Robbie Anderson love that, that runs a little too deep, 94 targets, 51 receptions and 700 yards. Yeah. I'm probably way too high on Robbie Anderson, but the man 
the man is the guy you want to throw the ball to if you want some touchdowns. So, I love him in New York. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Detroit, how, how, are, you, are you thinking five or are you thinking 14? Where you got? Where, what are you thinking? No, for? me and you are, are pretty much in, in, in lockstep together, Bob. I have him uh, number 13. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I have him about 135, 140 targets, uh, 85 to 90 uh, receptions. And like you said, almost uh, 1,200 yards. You know, uh, maybe five, maybe six would be too many. I think six would be a little wild in terms of touchdowns. And we've been talking about DJ Moore, Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina, and nobody has said Christian McCaffrey yet. I mean. No, McCaffrey, I got him for 107 targets. So I'm still yeah. giving him some work, you know. Yeah, they got to come down. And, you know, we can't forget DJ Moore did that in 14 games. Yeah, so which is outstanding, yeah. Yeah, but no, if McCaffrey's great, but he can't get that many targets. And and like uh, like Bob said, you know, he's got Robbie with a little bit. Curtis Samuel probably will take a little bit down, of course, too. And maybe Ian Thomas will step up. Yeah, yeah, I gave gave Ian Thomas a little more love just because he gets to allegedly be the man now. There's a bunch of nasty, nasty stuff going on behind him. So, (laughs) all right, that was DJ Moore. Mike Evans, this man is getting disrespected this year. He's at number 15. Last year, was he a – he was a, what, second – early second-round pick? Yeah, it's very close. Yeah, he was, I believe, like 13, 14. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's still not. He's still ranked number nine wide receiver for fantasy pros. I have him down at number fifteen, so I'm I'm uh, I'm stinging him a little harder than they are. Uh, we got to take a look and see what's going on there. Why is that? Why does Bob not like him? Tampa Bay starts with a T. There's a T there. You're right. Uh, a B C D E F. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hooked yeah. on phonics worked for me, baby. <laughs> or did it? It seemed like it kind of didn't there. Uh, so the Godwin Evans debate. Who's who's got it under control? Is anyone going to be in in lockstep with Brady? Um, is Brady going to ha- pass for six hundred uh, attempts? And uh, what's it going to look like out there, guys? Uh, I'm a big I'm a big Mike Evans fan. I I remember going all the way back to the the year of that draft. I was really hoping because I if I'm not mistaken, the Lions in terms of their draft selection that year they were in the mix, and uh, he went a few picks prior to him, and he's one of the he was one of them guys I watched a lot in college. He was uh, Texas A&M, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. and uh, I, I loved him, and I, and I still do. Uh, as you've said, Bob, he's been disrespected. I did a mock draft about a month ago, uh, and it was just a standard – I mean, standard format, meaning no super flex, no, no double quarterback. And Evans lasted until the fifth round. I mean, that's, that, 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 that's nuts. Uh Personally, I have him about a hunt between 137 to 140 targets. Uh, I have him out targeting Chris Godwin uh, this season. But I'm talking about I can count on one hand the way that the target differential will be. So it's not like, oh my God, Chris, you're you're an absolute idiot weirdo. But uh, Evans, <laughs> Evans, sides the point. <laughs> Evans can be. He, he's a wide receiver one, right? And people misconstrued that saying. I'm not saying he's going to be the wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver one for your fantasy team and fantasy purposes. So uh, what can you say about Mike Evans? He's uh, at this point in his career, he's not an old man. So when I say slow and steady, I don't mean it in the literal fact. You put him, you can plug, you can set it and forget it, let's say, right? I mean, so. Sure. Antonio, what are you, how are you feeling over there? So I got Mike Evans as my wide receiver five. Uh, so that that, that Wait, means I've done. I thought, I thought somebody had DJ. He's six. six. He had six. Oh, six. He's Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got Evans five. So when was the last time Tom Brady had a big wide receiver that can catch the ball downfield? Never. Randy Moss. Moss. Now, <laughs> Randy Moss. Not Almost Randy never. Moss. It was so long ago. But yeah. Exactly, right? So I'm not saying Randy Moss, but Bruce Arians loves Mike Evans. Bruce Arians has also got a knack for throwing the ball a lot. He's had Peyton Manning. uh, He's had Andrew Luck. He's had uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Sorry, Andrew Luck. uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, uh, even when he was his days in Cleveland, every single quarterback that he's had has had a career high in yards per attempt or interceptions or yardage every single year and touchdowns, mind you, there too. So uh, it's somehow, some way, he sets career highs for every single quarterback to come through. Ironically enough, Jameis Winston last season set a career high in touchdowns, set a career high in interceptions. 
Yeah. It's 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 just what Bruce Arians does. I think Tom Brady's going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, I'm the same with BC, where I only have an eight target differential between yeah. Mike Evans and Godwin. They both didn't play 16 games last season. They were on almost the same exact pace. How many targets are you giving them? Out of curiosity. The which same target? What? How many are you giving the two of them? I have 100. I have 141 for Mike Evans and 135 for Godwin. Okay, I'm at 123. So I'm, I'm pacing behind by quite a yeah. bit. Well, so I think that he's going to get near the 100 catch range, um, like he did back in 2016 when he had over 170 targets with Jameis. But the only problem is he's got a 55% career catch rate with Jameis. You jump that at least 10% with Tom Brady, the best ever. I mean, you got to talk about a guy that's never had less than a thousand yards and only less than eight touchdowns twice in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. a dangerous, it's a dangerous red zone. I mean, who's he? Who is he going to not pass to in the red zone? Absolutely. Like he, he could he could honestly have twenty five to thirty touchdowns in the red zone alone. I mean, it's going to be insane. Yeah, he's got running backs out of the backfield. He's got two tight ends that are that are beasts. He's got wide receivers that can do it. Well, yeah, Bob, Bob, hate to cut you off. Uh, I'm going your heart stop there. All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to split. Uh, thank you for our, our short time together. Uh, I'll be in touch. It was a pleasure to meet you, Antonio, and. Uh, Good luck with the rest of this. And uh, if Bob's okay with it, I will tweet out the list of my notes that I had for an entire broadcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As long as uh, Bob gives me the heads up that it's okay. And uh, when you publish it, I will uh, add my, my, the, the screenshot of my notes in with your, with your publication there, Bob. There you go, buddy. You do that. You do that. Enjoy your show, your next show, and you have a good night. I'll talk to you guys. See you, nice to meet you, man. All right. For everyone who was watching, that was Detroit Beastie on Twitter, at Detroit Beastie. He's a great follow, great information. Uh, always willing to uh, to talk and talk his, uh, his players and what his thoughts are. And uh, it's just a good conversation, good guy. So He really is, yeah. Just you and I, buddy. Just hey, you and I. Well, here we go. All right. So we're 27 yeah. minutes in, and we are three and a half players in. So we're on pace <laughs> to really crush this bad boy. We'll go a little but, quicker here. Yeah, no. You know what? Uh, we will just face on two people versus three, uh, mathematically two opinions versus three. Uh, but I love I love having the, the 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 multitude of opinions in there too. It always brings an extra touch, an extra extra thought. So I love it. Um, yeah, I I think I'm just I don't give any of the other wide receivers any work. I give about a hundred receptions between the tight ends, and I give about 130 between the running backs. I just Brady is usually good for about 570, and out there in New England. And these guys are good for six thirty. I don't know where they're going to fall. I'm right in the middle, man. I'm five. It's a weird. It's such a weird scenario, right? It, it is. It's it's crazy to think that with a forty two year old, you don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So that was uh, Mr. Mike Evans. I have Terry McLaurin less than a quarter, just over a quarter point less than Mike Evans. Which means that maybe she, he should be your wide receiver number six since Evans was your five. No. <laughs> it's like, James, that was your ranking, not mine. So <laughs> take that down a notch. Uh, Terry McLaurin falls in as wide receiver 20 uh, right behind Lockett and just ahead of DJ Chark on Fantasy Pros. Uh, you feeling more in the uh, 20 range, the 16 range? Where, where are you liking uh, in McLaurin there? So I got him right at 16. Okay. And yeah, so I, I like McLaurin. I loved him as a rookie, man. Okay. He was he was just lights on fire, and he had similar, like I said, with DJ Moore, just very poor quarterback play, and he was able to do so much with so little. Uh, you know, him and Juju had actually extremely identical numbers to in their rookie seasons, and he was the one that kind of lifted Haskins. It wasn't that Haskins lifted him, even though they played together in college and Haskins did really well. McLaurin took the seed in the NFL. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if everybody remembers. Right in the beginning, he had he had uh, a touchdown pass in the first three games. He was the first player in NFL history to catch at least five passes and and a, and a touchdown in their first three games. I, I just I remember that stat. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> it was he was fantastic right from the beginning. I mean, he had over nine hundred yards. Only three rook, only uh, not so many rookies. Only eighteen rookies have done that since twenty twelve. So that shows you how well you know he had to do in that production area. And again, with the Dwayne Haskins that we're hoping takes that next leap. A Washington team revamping everything, a Washington football team. So, so I give yeah, I give McLaurin uh, 114 targets, which I think is pretty respectable. 71 receptions, 1100 and change in the receiving yards, and eight 
touchdowns. I think he's going to pick up where he left off last season, improve a little on that. Um, just not expecting a big blow up year, just because I don't feel good about that Washington football team that should have named their team the Washington Warriors and not had the change of damn logo. <laughs> um, but that's just my opinion there. Um, yeah, like I'll take him. So, well, well, let me ask you this. So, who would be? I know we kind of we've been going through them, but uh, with what he did last season. And like I said, you only got to hope for improvement around everybody. They did bring in some linemen. It you have to. I mean, you got him for how many yards? Did you say? How many yards did you say? Uh, Eleven twenty-six on seventy-one receptions, one hundred fourteen targets. Okay, so that's not too far. Yeah, that's not too far off from me. I got eighty-two catches for twelve hundred eighty yards, and then but I got him for nine touchdowns. So I mean, okay, he, yeah. he does it from long. He does it from short. Uh, I just think he's just so talented. He's talented, um, exactly. Yeah, he's very it. talented. That's why it's the only thing that worries me, though. It's yeah, what's his quarterback going to be like? But if yeah. they are top three next year, I mean, there's only more hope. Bring in. I agree. Quarterback. I agree. Let's go to. Haha! Damn it. Um, <laughs> I was about to pull up. I was about to pull up Ty Hilton, and while I was doing that. You said the quarterback thing, and I was about to make a joke about quarterback play, and I was about to pull up the L.A. Chargers thinking about Phillip Rivers being on the Chargers instead of the Colts. <laughs> um, Indianapolis Colts, that starts with an I. There we go. There's Indy. Uh, I have Mr. T.Y. Hilton at 195. He is wide receiver 17 for me. T.Y. Hilton falls in at number 26. On fantasy pros, I am, uh, I am, I'm, uh, I'm hoping for a, a good season for him, him staying healthy, and him connecting with his quarterback. I guess that's the best way to say that. In short, um, how do you see him this year? I, I'm not as bullish. I'd say. <laughs> I um, guess I'm very bullish. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. No, that I mean, I yeah, I guess I should reword that. I've seen a lot of people that have had him near the near the mid to late teens. It, it, they, I just don't think he's going to come in and have that instant connection with Hilton because Hilton's a deep ball guy, right? And you just saw Mike Williams and kind of some of the ducks that are coming from Phillip Rivers. I think the biggest proponent who's going to deal with those issues is going to be T.Y. Hilton. Now, he's efficient. He's an efficient guy when he gets the ball. So he'll be able to get those catches in his own right. But if he's got, you know, 65 catches, is he going to get you that 1,000 yards, 1,100 yards you're hoping for? That's that's yeah. where I struggle, especially with Pittman coming in. Paris Campbell looking like he could do really well in the slot. Uh, you know that um, uh, Philip Rivers loves his wide receiver, or I'm sorry, his running backs. He's going to throw to them a lot. Uh, um, blanking. Yeah, I got him on a really big pace. I got him on 122 targets, which just might be a little too damn high. 77 receptions, 1145 yards, seven touchdowns. The guy gets 14 you know, gets around 14, 15 yards uh, of reception. That really helps out, and it's, he's pretty good at catching the ball too, so it makes those targets go just, you know, a little ways. But, man, it does seem like a lot of targets, doesn't it? I got Hilton. I got uh, Paris Hilton. <laughs> Paris Campbell <laughs> and Michael Pittman, where my mind is, uh, around 75 targets each roughly. Um, so, you know, hmm, I don't know. Not loving that. Not loving that. I did the running back targets. Huh? Uh, running back targets, we got we got Mac for a measly 22 targets, 16 receptions. JT for only 33 and 24, and maybe he'll be the the passing you know receiving guy that he hasn't been so far in college. But Naheem Hines at 61 targets, 46 receptions. So between them, 100 and 118, 15, yeah, yeah somewhere in there. So that's about that. Uh, 20%. That's not bad. And then you got, I think, yeah, you got Hilton at 20% too, just about. And well, I'm guessing you probably would have him around 600 attempts. I uh, have him at 580. Yeah. And I got another, got another, I guess the, the, the tight ends are getting about 120 receptions between them. I hope we're not going to have a little bad luck on the show because it's a black cat crossing the screen. Oh, yeah, the cute sorry. little kitten you got there. <laughs> yeah. She, she likes to bomb our, our shows too. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm not too crazy on the T.Y. Hilton train, but I know a lot of people are are thinking um, he's right around this range. So it's it's more me than you. That's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, lots of people like to discuss this. Oh, oh, uh, uh. let's put the let's, let's talk about these next two guys together: Odell Beckham and A.J. Green, wide receiver number eighteen and nineteen. 
Will they stay healthy? Will they play all their games? Will they be uh, there's as you can't you can't even talk about them together because there's so many other variables on these two teams. Um, so those listening, those watching on the YouTube, feel free to put your comments in here. We'll, we'll talk about them on the show. You got questions? We'll answer them on the show too. That's what the live stream episode is all about. So Odell Beckham is his quarterback having the rebound. AJ Green is his quarterback going to come out as a rookie. And, uh, and make things happen. Uh, both, I guess you can't talk about them together, really. Both wide receiver cores have lots of uh, people who can take targets from you um, with with uh, Landry. And not necessarily that third wide receiver out there, kind of, sort of, but more Cream Hunt's very capable. they got two tight ends that are capable of catching out there. And then uh, Odell Beckham has uh, uh, A.J. Green has many wide receivers that can compete. Um, CJ Ozama is not going to do much at tight end, but Joe Mixon's and then uh, and uh, Bernard aren't too bad in the backfield. So, how you feeling about these two guys? So, uh, I definitely think that AJ Green is going to come back kind of different than what T.Y. Hilton did. AJ Green is going to come back, and I do think he's going to be himself. I think we can all agree he sat out last season more because he just. Didn't they, didn't they didn't want to play him. If they were a playoff contender, we probably think A.J. Green would have been in there. And now you slot in Joe Burrow. I really don't think he's a worse player than Andy Dalton at all. I would consider that an upgrade. I know a lot of people are. So we have to assume that A.J. Green's going to come in. He's going to be the wide receiver one. Uh, and I think that uh, he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to go back and get 130 targets. I think he's going to be a 90-catch potential guy with 1,200 yards and potential for double-digit touchdowns. Okay. Okay. No. I don't. I, I. I can see. It. I can completely see the realm where that is completely possible, and that's the the cool thing about it. I can also see the realm where I think he was the guy who earlier this week was already getting his uh his hammy or something worked on or something like that. I think earlier this week, I feel like it was AJ Green, but my mind might be slightly wrong in there. So that's always a little scary. It's like, damn it, he's just coming back off, and he's already getting getting a little uh, a little treatment. But I could be wrong as well. Um, yeah, I'll have to double check on that as well. But you're not wrong. You're gonna be wrong. Like the next couple of weeks are gonna be scary for every single player. I mean, we had a couple of scares today. Miles uh, Sanders, something made my heart cry. Devontae Adams, yeah, Miles. Oh my goodness, uh, I thought it was a joke when I was told. And uh, yeah, so I, I just think I think the offense is so good with Joe Mixon. He, he he's a really good player uh, to me. I think uh, Tyler Boyd has taken his leap as a really good wide receiver too. C Higgins is gonna be a red zone threat. I think it's just almost going to be tough for, for AJ Green not to see a lot of one-on-one. And um, for yeah, once, I, for once, exactly. It's it's been a long time. I mean, I mean, we, we still remember the days of Muhammad Sanu being one of his better wide receivers, and like mm-hmm. we see where Sanu is now. Uh, I just, I think that um, I think people are a little too low on him, and I understand it though. Skepticism, his age, uh, the new quarterback, a new scheme. Zach Taylor really, really loves to run the ball. He loves Joe Mixon, but he's got a quarterback now, so we can see what he wants to do some more. They threw the ball a lot with what they had to deal with, um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with AJ Green. I would love right. to talk. How you feel about? You should go with Cincinnati. Uh, I I I'll, I drafted Tyler Boyd last night over AJ Green. I let him sit there. Oh, wow. I just. I did. Uh, I just didn't draft AJ Green. That's the problem. True. You know, I, it true. wasn't that I wanted him more. Uh, I just I wasn't feeling it, and I let it, let him slide on by. Uh, and I got I got a Eddie A out there says yes, sir. Hammy issues already for AJ Green. So we got the fact checkers working for us. Thank you, Eddie A. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, it's it's definitely. It's obviously plausible to, to, like we said, be afraid of the age and be afraid of him coming in. But to grab, if you obviously Tyler Boyd may be the value. What is he like four, three or three or four rounds behind? I believe yeah. um, season. So it, it certainly could be a value. But if, if you were to put them both together, I, I think you'd have to say AJ Green is going to get more opportunity. So um, so listen to this right here. Uh, Fancy Pros has uh, AJ Green at twenty nine and ranked twenty nine, and Tyler Boyd ranked thirty. Jeez, <laughs> I had yourself there. Uh, I, mean, I have a three target difference, so and I do have I do have Green with some more yardage, uh, higher yards per catch and yards per target. So it's one of those backfield or wide receiver courts. It's just tricky to tricky to figure out. There's it is so like many said, outcomes that can change. There are, and like I said, I don't project injury. I will always predict sixteen games. I mean, as much as we know, a player may never play sixteen. I still got like Will Fuller. 
I'm going to project him for 16 games. Um, now yeah. my rankings, that's where I won't just go straight on projection. I will, I will certainly keep him a little lower. Hey, I want another guy over him, but I think that's how a lot of us tend to draft, right? We come yeah. up with our, our rankings and we're like, Oh man, this guy's right. I have him, you know, with 10 points more, but I really want him more than the other guy. You know, Absolutely. go get your guy. That's a point of fantasy. Get your mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of my guy, Odell Beckham. I'm um, sorry you asked me about him. I'll be quick with Odell. You you kind of hit the points on that. Jarvis Landry's not going to be there in the beginning of the season. I think we we can see that happening. Yeah. Got a new tight end in Austin Hooper coming in. Baker Mayfield loves his tight ends. He's thrown 33% of his tight ends in his career. Two tight ends. Who the hell's been his tight end besides David and Joku you could think of, right? He's yeah. actually thrown touchdowns to seven of them. So, I mean, that goes to show you where Austin Hooper is going to become something, and that's going to help Odell Beckham in the red zone. Sure, Odell absolutely. Beckham, yeah, Odell Beckham is going to get those targets. He was he was on a similar pace for red zone targets with Jarvis Landry. That shouldn't happen. I know Landry's a great route runner, but Odell Beckham is great with contested catches. He can get big. Uh, I have him as my 13th uh, wide receiver, a lot of it because of the first three to four games where I think he's going to be seeing 12 to 14 targets. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next guy as we're rolling through here. We're rolling through here. We uh, we caught back up. We are at wide receiver number 20, and that's a guy that a lot of people have a lot higher than I do. I am a little afraid to buy back in. I'm a little afraid to buy back into the quarterback, but, man, I love the opportunity. You can't project injury, but I don't know. All right, so wide receiver 20, Juju McSchuster. He's at 186.9. He's less than a point ahead of Tyler Lockett, which which I'm more comfortable drafting Lockett than Juju. But we're going to talk about Juju right now. Not necessarily at the same draft position, just on my team uh, as a personal thing. So I can totally see the world where Juju is Juju of old. Ben is Ben of old. James Conner is James Conner of old. And this team is just rocking and rolling, putting up points, chucking the ball everywhere, throwing it to the running back. And I can see the world where that elbow that supposedly uh, I heard this week he was short throwing or something like that. His uh, it wasn't his normal, you know, not wind up or whatever you want to call it, progression, throwing progression, um, where you could look like like his elbow was affected, or maybe it was a little sore, or maybe it's just affected by the surgery. I don't know. Yeah, it looked but, a little different. Yeah, it looked different. I could totally see that messing with with him, and maybe him uh, hopefully not getting injured and going down sooner. So I have Juju for. 122 reception, uh, no, uh, targets, 81 receptions, 1,047 uh, yards, seven touchdowns. I got Deontay with 104 targets, 66 receptions. My boy, James Washington, at 85 uh, targets, 47 receptions. And uh, Claypool's even getting there with 60 targets, 37 receptions. So I just, got, I just got it so spread out there. And I think that's part of what's holding me back on Juju. You just you, – you kick Washington out of the way – Drop him down to twenty, spread out his targets between those three, the other three guys, and he jumps up several ranks. So, who do you have? How many targets, I guess, would you have for Ben again? Six uh, ten. Okay, so that would leave you with about two hundred fifty targets. You kind of disperse to everybody else. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. got a hundred. And- yeah, I think it was about three sixty when you said those four numbers there. So, yeah. I, I've I got Juju as my wide receiver ten. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm on that world that you said where everything gets back to normal. Um, I'm, I'm believing in the fact that Ben Roethlisberger had rested enough time. I believe that he waited and listened to the doctors enough time till he could start throwing again. And I think he's going to be throwing, had been throwing enough. I mean, he, he wasn't going to play in the preseason games. I think we can, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Games, he wasn't going to yeah. be playing. So I don't think that any of this happening right now is anything different for Ben Roethlisberger. Juju Smith coming in, being 20. Juju Smith-Schuster coming in, still being 23. Uh, still doing what he did last season. I mean, he had 552 yards. He still had over 13 yards of catch with, you know, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Again, some of the worst tandems in the league. There's been a common theme here where, you know, the guys dealing with with bad tandem quarterbacks, I like them coming in because they've all upgraded. Yeah. Um, obviously, if Big Ben gets injured again, just goes downhill completely. He's bad. He's down more closer to the 20 way beyond. I mean, he finished 66 last year, so yeah. we're definitely not hoping for that. But even no. if big Ben comes back and only throws 550 or 525, which would be a very, a very uh, career career low in almost 10 years for him. I still think Juju can see 130 or 140 of those. Um, mm-hmm. I have him, like I said, I have him for 161. He's my fourth most targeted receiver. Um, hundred and eight. Uh, yeah. I have him for 108 catches, 1,340 yards, and seven touchdowns like you have. 
Okay, so you're, you're uh, I'm a little higher on the touchdown side. You're probably a little lower than than uh, his yeah. pace would be on that many targets, but Ebron yeah. will help. And Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. The only familiar face is Juju. He didn't play with Deontay James Washington. He got to play with very little. Yeah. Um, and then Claypool's coming in, so I, that's why I think he's going to go what he loves. He had 166 targets with AJ Brown or Antonio Brown in 2018. So I don't see a reason why he couldn't do 160 ish again. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. I can. He's one of those players you can see. There's some players you just see, okay, yeah, that's where you should be. Just shut up and sit there. And some guys, it's like this, the, the spectrum is just so, so, well, so varying. It seems like you love, you like him a lot. It's just the quarterback connected. It's what, what if side if Big Ben gets injured, which I know a lot of people. It's tough. You got to hedge your bet. You know, if you're risk averse, you're risk averse with some things. Well, I, I think on top of that, I think if you if you were to look at your Johnson, Washington, Claypool targets, I bet those are lower than 104, 85, and 61. So and I'm I bet at, that alone yeah. pushes them. But that's my guess. Where you I'm a there. Deontay Johnson guy. I'm expecting him to. I'm expecting him and, and Juju to be more of the hyper targeted guys. Okay. So actually, I got, got Deontay for 120. Okay. Um, but then yeah, I, ha- I have Washington for 91. I think you had what 85. Yeah, so okay. I've only, so I've only got Claypool for fifty. All right, so you're yeah, you're how many targets do you have been for overall? Six hundred and seven. Three less than me. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot going for uh, for Ebron. I don't have a lot for Vance McDonald. Um, I don't have a lot for the. I have James Conner with uh, seventy one targets. So I don't seven here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't see Jalen Samuels getting a crazy amount. Okay. I know they love him. They say they love him more. Or Benny Snell too. Like I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, that's for those Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans. Uh, let's go with – I hope you do know what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't watch it, but, I mean, I do. Trust me. I hear good that's things. Good stuff. All right, Tyler Lockett. It's a, a man I love here, a man who should have a, a better year than – he's just so so awesome. Um, so Tyler good. Lockett is 21 for me. Tyler Lockett is – 19, so I'm not far off uh, off everyone else. Seattle down here, Seattle up there. I have him and Metcalf each around 110 targets. Uh, Lockett's receptions at 80 versus Metcalf 64. That's a deep ball uh, issue again. But 957 versus 980 on the receptions because those deep receptions uh, making up for some. And both guys at eight touchdowns. So um, wide receiver 28 for Metcalf and 21 for Lockett. So a lot of people would say I'm probably way too low on Metcalf because that train is, is, uh, is, is rolling out of the, uh, out of the station for a lot of people. Um, how you feeling those guys? I'm, I'm on, yeah, I'm on your train there. I've, I've got Metcalf at 27 and I've got, uh, I've got Lockett at 17. So okay. I, I'm going to say we're probably pretty close with, with our projections. I got 118 targets, 87 catches. I got 11 touchdowns. Ooh, all right. I like it. I'll take that. You're talking about Tyler Lockett? I'll take that. He's a touchdown machine. That's that's what we've seen Russell Wilson do it. I mean, Doug Baldwin had 16 that one year. It's just they're both hyper-efficient players. That's what they do. Since the start of 2017, 50 receivers have had at least 200 targets over the last three years. Only two of them have averaged 10 yards per target. Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, Tyler. When you're, when you're in any conversation with Tyreek Hill, people turn their heads, and you and you should you should look at him. I like it. Let's go um, to. Like, huh? Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf's great. You know, just had over a thousand yards, had his hundred targets. Um, I, I think he's going to be the same player he was this year statistically. I don't know if there's going to be much big of a leap. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I am. I love DK Metcalf, the talent. Um, I think this year he's going to learn his routes a little bit more, learn to play a little bit more off pressure. Unfortunately, he didn't get that true offseason to do it for that second-year wide receiver. But um, he'll progress better second half than first half in my mind. Yeah, and uh, and hopefully Mr. Unlimited gets to throw the ball um, quite a bit more and they don't hold him, restrain him, because that team uh, is so. So, capable of, so, so capable of so much more if they just unleash him. Um, they really yeah, they really are. So let's go over to this guy that that for whatever reason I've had a little a little love affair with on every year except the year he broke out. <laughs> his and his breakout was so conditional. There are so many asterisks next to it. You didn't see uh, it coming? Huh? <laughs> so you got the guy who loves to chuck the ball, 
great Fitzpatrick. Will he play any games this year? Will he play all the games this year? Will they swap him out? I think the buy is around week 11, 10. Will they swap him out there just so they can get the uh, get not red shirt, the quarterback the whole way and just get him get him a little bit on the field to see what they got. They know what they have in Tua, but just to get him out there and get him acclimated before next year, but they still want to get their, their good draft pick, you know, and, and, and level up there. Who knows? You know, he could last and, – and he, and he has a – they have a, a, a kind of crappy schedule – playing a lot of tough defenses. So then do they yank Fitzpatrick even quicker and throw in and tour, or they just let them ride out the season and take their lumps? And, and We don't know where this team's at mentally, what they're thinking. We're just not totally sure. Um, Parker had 128 targets last year, 72 receptions, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. I'm giving them 121 this year, 69 receptions. Nice. Uh, 959 yards. And uh, and nine touchdowns, so it's a, that's pretty, pretty, you know, pretty, pretty decent. 105 for Preston Williams, just because that's the next question you're going to ask, right? What are you giving Preston Williams? I'm giving him 105, 56 receptions. His reception um, average is around 53, so it was not very solid. That could definitely improve for this year, um, and that could totally bump him up to a lot better year in and of itself. And uh, 750 yards, roughly, and six touchdowns. And I also have Jakeem Grant sliding in there for 77 receptions or targets, 45 receptions, almost 600 yards, and three touchdowns himself. That man's a little speed demon. He slept on, and in best ball is probably about the only place you're going to take him. But uh, one of those two guys gets hurt, and he uh, he gets into the eyes of Fitzpatrick. That could be very dangerous too. So a little sleeper there for you out of nowhere. How do you have uh, how do you have your running back targets looking? Uh, let's see, uh, Jordan Howard is going to beast out at 117 targets. That's a lie. Uh, 17 targets. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm turning off my uh, microphone, putting down my headset. I am now off <laughs> this show. He's smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> no, 17 targets. Um, that's pretty generous. That's one target a game just because he happened to be on the, on the field at the, at the right time. He only catches 12 of those, which is eh, not bad for him. Probably pretty good. Uh, 55 targets for Brita, which is not a crazy number, and uh, 33, 33 targets for Patrick Laird. And maybe you, you slice up some of Laird's targets and throw them somewhere. Who knows? It's hard to tell where the, the backfield will go, but you assume they're going to go to Brita. Uh, and Howard's going to get most of the, the rushing work because he's he's a lunch pail kind of guy who will just pound out the yardage. So, And yeah. uh, I gave 94 to Mike Gesicki. Oh, I, I, I look for him to have a good year. Yeah. He's going to be a big breakout. Um, the reason I asked, too, with with the running backs, Chan Gailey, the last three offenses that he's coached as an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, have had 21% target share. So for me, that kind of – that pulls some away from – Here you go. I'll tell you, I'll tell you between them, oh, yeah. of, just so you know. Uh, that's rushing. Receiving. Should I go too far? Yeah, while you check that out, um, so so Devontae Parker, like I said, that's going to pull some of that back for me, especially with how well he did from ten weeks ten to seventeen. He was the number two wide receiver um, in non PP. Oh yeah, you have twenty. Twenty between them. Perfect. Yeah. So 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 that's good because I have Devontae Parker. For, I have from one hundred nine targets. Um, I have uh, I'm I have Preston Williams for one hundred eight. So I'm real close, but I have the efficiency going on too. I mean, he was over sixteen yards per catch last year. Uh, that was over three yards bigger than his career high. Like I was saying, he had 18 plays of 20-plus yards from weeks 10 to 17. There, nobody was even close to that. Tyreek Hill at 11. Like, it was crazy. So, And that was all after Preston Williams got injured. And uh, when he was the number two wide receiver during that span, I mean, he just he was just far and, far and away better than number three. He was yeah. just not good enough for him. But unfortunately, uh, like you said, I, I loved him forever. I, I had him on a couple of dynasty teams for five years and traded him last year. Him. Like I did. No, no, I kept him, but I just, okay. Him. So nah. like now I'm like, Oh, do I, did I give up on him? Like, what am I doing? But I like Tua. I don't know when that's going to happen. I like fits, but like you said, the defenses will be tough. They will be playing from behind. He's my 26th wide receiver, maybe a little too low, but yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, and I and I gave I gave both of those wide receivers around uh, between thirteen under fourteen yards per catch, and so I'm thinking that Tua comes in at some point, and I'm thinking yeah. that the the crazy chucking the ball so so deep 
goes down. But then you know what? The reception percentage probably goes up a little. So it's probably about a wash at the end of the day. So my my current uh, Devontae Parker and a guy that I have projected so damn high that people would easily laugh. Where is he? Corey Davis. Um, <laughs> I got him way too high. I got him in the uh, Debo Samuel, and that's probably based on current bodily injury. I've only got him a few spots behind Boyd. I got him right behind John Brown, Manuel Sanders, right, right ahead of Manuel Sanders, Justin, Justin Jefferson, and Anthony Miller. So I'm looking for him to step up this year. It's uh, about 20 picks away from where we're going to be, but we're close to wrapping this bad boy up. But I want to throw a little another little sleeper in there. I was about to take him with my last pick, but a little rookie running back came available uh, that I didn't think I was going to be able to take. And uh, I thought it was a, a good shot to take a – Good guy to take a shot on because I think he could have a, a chance uh, if the uh, running backs, if Chris Carson isn't good to go. And so so I snagged him there. Um, might be in the wrong backfield, I'm thinking. But anyway, I was going to take him as my last pick just to try and stick with my rankings. But you know what? I can wait to see who gets injured before the season, and I can just go pick him up then. So <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, You got anybody on uh, on your little sleeper breakout, whatever list you want to throw in before we uh, wrap up the show here? Oh, man. So I was talking before about LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know it's tough when it comes to rookies, especially when they draft them, but he he's in a fantastic situation that many rookies don't necessarily walk into, very similar to Justin Jefferson. Um, LaVisca is my fourth, uh, dynasty wide receiver, but he's my number two for redraft right behind Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to in a good chance to have a hundred targets. Minshew worked really well between the 10 to 20 yard range. And that's what LaVisca Chenault is. He's built for speed. He's a quick, he's a yards after catch guy. He dominates. He's not your, I mean, he's, he can go in the slot, you know, let Chark play on the outside and he can go in the slot for sure. And like I said, that's where Minshew and him are going to connect. But I mean, you can get him in the, Literally, probably be your last pick. I mean, there's not a lot. I'm in a lot of mocks right now. Nobody's really grabbing him. Um, and he can come in day one and see eight to 10 targets a game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, seven, eight targets a game. But yeah. they, he can run the ball too. I think eight to 10 touches is very viable. He ran the ball a bit in college. He was just a touchdown machine. Yeah. So that's a little sneaky one. And and if you're playing on top of that, if you're, if you're in a redraft league, but you're playing in a little keeper league, where you can keep him for one or two or three round penalty or something like that. When you grab a guy like that in your last round that you can find out quickly in the first two, three weeks that this guy has uh, got potential. This guy has a, a shot to, to be the, the number two, probably not number one, but maybe the number two on a team. You can keep him and have a little productivity of him and you can get to keep him for next year. Super cheap. That's the kind of guy you look for in that last round. There's a lot of them, man. There really are this year. Deontay Johnson, Christian Kirk, low guys, really, really yeah. high round guys. Yeah, I agree. Well, we are going to cut this show at wide receiver number. Where did we leave off there? So you had Diggs at 23. We kind of talked about him earlier, so maybe Keenan Allen at 24. All right, yeah, 24. Oh, your, your show. <laughs> no, no, all right. We're, we're going we're gonna to go 24. We got to make it to, to 12 and 12, right? All right, Keenan Allen. Let's talk about Keenan Allen. And AJ Brown, let's get let's go to twenty five. We'll go we'll right. go in like overtime here. Like uh, Keenan Allen, what do you say? How do you feel about Keenan Allen? How do you feel about AJ Brown? I'm gonna pull out some stuff for them while you're talking about. So Keenan Allen's my wide receiver twenty four. AJ Brown is my wide receiver nineteen. Keenan yeah. Allen, he, he's probably going to be the number one targeted player with Tyrod. Um, I had the luxury of watching Tyrod for a few years uh, playing in Buffalo, and he doesn't take many down-the-field shots. I'm worried about Mike Williams. I know a lot of people like him, but he just didn't do it. He had Sammy Watkins his rookie year in 2014. Sammy Watkins had a high yards per catch, but that that was kind of just Sammy Watkins, in my, my opinion. Very talented player, but uh, I don't know. I, Keenan Allen's very talented. He can get the high touchdown rates for a slot receiver, um, so I just I think he'll be uh, getting targeted a lot, but I don't I only have him. I have him for 128 targets, um, but I only have him for 88 catches and just under a thousand yards. But I have him for seven touchdowns. Sounds so. sounds about right to me. I'll leave, I'll leave that right where it sits because I'm not really going to argue it much. I I haven't ranked the same spot you do, and I'm I'm pretty comfortable with, with just about all your thoughts. There. The uh, yeah, let's Perfect. go to the guy that I have at 25 and. Astonishing. Fantasy Pros has a 16, and you have at 19. 
19 for AJ Brown. Okay, but, so you're you're in the middle yeah. there. You're in the middle. No, and he's an astonishing player. And kind of like Beastie talked about before with DJ Chark, I feel like you either like AJ Brown or you don't. You believe in that elite efficiency, that Hall of Fame efficiency, or you don't. But that's like I mentioned before. Uh, Tennessee in 2018 and last season, they were only they threw underneath under 450 attempts. You can't do that again. It just doesn't happen. League average is like 550. They're going to get it up to 500. He's going to get more targets. Now he's not going to average 20 yards per catch. He can't average 20 yards per catch. That was the highest in the league since 2014 and the highest for a rookie since 1995. So let's be real on that one. But um, you know, four out of six games. In, the, in that last stretch, he had at least 114 yards and a touchdown. So we know he can be explosive, but um, I'm, I'm more so hedging myself um, with what he have. I have more targets for him. I have 115 targets. Um, but I have – yeah, I think, like I said, they're going to throw the ball more. So I gave him just – I gave him just about 22 23% target share. Okay. So, um, and then – but uh, I only have him for 14 and a half yards per target. So I brought that down a lot. So I had him for 75 catches. So he's at uh, 1,250 yards, but I gave him seven touchdowns. Okay. So I um, – I don't know, man. I, I gave the team 450 receptions. That's more than they had last – or uh, attempts. That's more than they had last year. That's more than they had the year before. And the two years before that, they only had 496 and 504. Yeah. So they are just traditionally a – intentionally a low passing attempt team. That is, that's their goal in life and they're living it. 504, 496, 437 and 448. Granted that 437 was, was, was with uh, Mario to really being kind of tore up. So uh, you give him a few more. He's, he's still, I think four, 450 is not a, not a crazy number. If I give him some more targets, it would definitely come up. Um, I'm giving him 90 targets with 56 receptions, just over 1,000 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. And then I'm giving Corey Davis 99 targets, 61 (laughs) receptions, 841 receiving yards because his uh, yards are not nearly per reception, not nearly as high, and eight or six uh, touchdowns. So uh, it's it's a comeback year. Wide receiver 43. I got ranked uh, for Corey Davis. I think those extra targets go towards Corey Davis because A.J. Brown gets more of the double team. Um, I think that's where a lot of those targets slide because he is a talented wide receiver that can actually step up with that work to being pushed towards A.J. Brown. And I uh, think their defense is not quite you know, that amazing. And uh, they're probably going to be needing to chuck, needing to throw the ball more, needing to chuck the ball more. So I could see them having more receptions than I even have them for. But I think that really gets split be- between them. I, I just can't see – AJ Brown getting that 120 workload, Janu for 81, Derrick Henry for 18, 18 that seems low, and uh, Darrington Evans for 36. I just don't have much going to the running backs either. Another 10 to the other backs, five each. So yeah, and I had him with 508 attempts. So I think you said what 450. So if you add almost that 60 attempts, and that means you give 28 more to. AJ Brown. For I'm doing it right now. I just changed it to 508. Everything will auto generate after that, and that bumps me too. Refresh, boy. What the hell are you doing? Ooh. And he's cool. yeah, and he and he started playing full snaps in week ten. So that I think that Tannehill can't coming over later and establishing that connection with him is why he'll be more targeted than Corey Davis. We're hoping for that hashtag five fifth year breakout with Corey <laughs> Davis. <laughs> not holding our breath though, right? No, not at all. <laughs> No, it's one of those things. One of those things, you know. Call your shot, see what happens. So five oh eight. Yeah, and he didn't get targeted a lot in the playoffs, AJ Brown. So we we know that you know that's kind of alarming to see when he does as well as he does during the playoff or during the regular season, and then they get to the playoffs, and it's like, well, where's AJ Brown? Why why isn't he getting the ball? But you know, they wanted to ground and pound, and they wanted to run everybody over. They want to continue that, but that's why I think they upped the ball over five hundred attempts because they can't do what they did last season with Tannehill for those ten games. You can't do it over sixteen. No, no, not usually. Not usually. All my sock. Yeah. So here we go. We uh, we bump him from 508 to 550 receptions. That gives AJ Brown 110. Corey Davis 121. Uh, 1300 yards for uh, AJ Brown because of that pretty high yards per catch. I got him at 101 uh, 1028 for um, Corey Davis eight and six touchdowns. Those will probably come up a little. That's wide receiver 11 and wide receiver 28. So those those extra what. 30, 42 recept, uh, targets, not even receptions. Yeah, the extra 28, yeah. 
yeah, makes a makes a pretty big difference. But I'm not doing well, that. Like, so like I'm we were talking back. about before the show, though, you you you're um like we talked about Calvin Ridley being 30, and if he was to get you know two touchdowns more than your projection, he wind up being wide receiver you know 14 or 15. Oh yeah, so, we never even got to Calvin Ridley, did we? Uh, we you know that's okay. Damn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a lot of these guys are, are separated by a mere half point, quarter point. And I think that goes to show everybody the uncertainty, like BC was talking about, how tough it is because you want to project the best for these players. Of course you do. You can see a world for every single player of how well they can do. Where's that ceiling? But you have to step back into reality and say, well, how's that floor going to be? Because that 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 is going to be there too, that that opportunity where things maybe not are going to go as well as you hope for. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this show. But before we go, Antonio, and I did not even mess with your last name, Tell everybody who you are, where you can be found, and uh, when your when your show airs, all that, all those good kind of things, and they need the details they need to know. Absolutely, man. So it's Antonio Donisi, F F D O N I S I. Uh, you can find me at uh, the Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. I'm not, I'm on the Dynasty Mafia podcast. We have uh, uh, we come out on a weekly basis. We are about to concrete a day. It's looking like it's probably going to be Wednesday once the season starts. Uh, but we have a uh, website coming out, Dynasty uh, po- or the Dynasty Mafia Podcast So more to come with that. Make sure to follow uh, my brothers at Eric D underscore uh, FF, and then uh, Keenan is Keenan underscore seven one six. So we got a good crowd over there. Um, I really appreciate coming on here. Um, and yeah, if you guys want to feel free to listen, I'd appreciate it. And uh, Bob's yeah. a great guy. This has been a great show, man. That was a good time. It's always a good time. Love having guests on. You're fantastic. Love your uh, your hard work you put into your projections. You can always tell when somebody's just flying by the seat of their pants or they actually did some work. Man, did some work. So, yeah, good it's, job. Good. it's a good thing. And for people that are afraid to do it, don't be, man. Just go into Excel, start playing around with things. It's so much fun. It gets to be almost addicting. You find yourself every single day, oh, what did I hear there? What did I hear there? I got to yeah. change what I'm tweak, doing. Tweak it. Tweak it. Oh, yeah. It's right yeah. now we're hitting that point, man. Every 10 minutes I'm on there. Yeah, I can't can't wait to the end season. Damn weeklies. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Vindication <laughs> and a lot of tears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I am at Bob's Three Toed Warriors on Twitter, on YouTube. It is Bob's Three Toed Warriors at no no at just Bob's Three Toed Warriors. And uh, I was about to give you my email address, Bob Three Toed Warriors at Gmail. If you want to send me send me an email, come on <laughs> email. It's kind of cool, kind of a big deal. Uh, and uh, we're on the streets uh, on the Facebook page. So uh, shows are Mondays and Thursdays right now. Live streams are Wednesdays right now with the replay on Saturdays, but that's enough for this show. We appreciate everybody listening and um, this uh, Bob Street Warriors and Antonio reminding you that soon enough, you'll be able to hit the waiver wire, set your lineups, dominate your opponents, but until then we'll see you. I wasn't even messing with that last name. Wasn't going to do it. <laughs>